MileHighRadio.com. Just what the doctor ordered. And now, live from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant, Deb Creer. Good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. But we're going to deviate from that today to talk about something that I feel, especially as a small business owner, is very important, and that's how to determine how much you charge for your services. And with me today is to talk about that is Tom Buford. Welcome, Tom. Hey, how you doing? Can you hear oh, me okay? not bad. I can hear you perfectly. And the cool thing about this is Tom is also here in Atlanta. So we have Atlanta to Denver to Atlanta today. Woo-hoo, you know, got to love technology. Um, so before we start, Tom, let me tell people just a little bit about you. Tom is the founder of Charge What You Deserve and TomBufordMarketing.com. He has been self-employed service professional for the past 14 years. He built his first very successful business as an automotive painting contractor when he was just 27. Within two years, he turned Paint Solutions, Inc. into a solid six-figure business. Since then, he's been a coach, consultant, author, speaker, skydiver, musician, and most recently, husband and father of two very awesome boys. Tom tapped into his experience as a business owner and created his Charge What You Deserve programs where he shares fee setting, that's fee, not free, fee setting strategies with service professionals so that they can live the lives they've been dreaming of. Using his techniques, Tom's clients have been able to double their fees and attract more clients than ever before. Tom is the author of The Lifestyle Fee Setting Formula Revealed and Home Study Programs for Discovering How to Charge What You Deserve and Get It All. So again, Tom, welcome. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's really, really cool. And it is not it, 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 it is amazing that we're here and uh, going through Denver and then back out here to Atlanta. So I'm uh, super excited. I know. You know, you, you got to love technology that we're able to do this. So let's just jump right in because as I said, this to me is such an important subject because I think so many small business owners undercharge what they really can be getting. And so I wanted to talk to you about how we can get everyone over that hump, that hurdle, that obstacle, that whatever the heck we want to call it to really get what they deserve. But let's take a step back. Why did you decide to to even do this? Yeah, you know, it's kind of this organic um, creation along the line. So when I got out of the painting business, um, I got out of that business because I was having some health concerns related to being in the sun, mm-hmm. year in and year out, and being around all the chemicals. And uh, so I started looking into business coaching and mm-hmm. consulting, and I uh, actually went through a coaching curriculum. And I think they did a great job helping, you know, kind of position yourself as a coach and become a better coach that so there were some skills that I learned for the trade, but not not as much of the marketing as they should have, I, I feel. And I think that's kind of uh, the way these a lot of these training programs go. And the one thing that was really missing was pricing. Right. In fact, when and I think all of us were in this group, there were about 12 of us that went through this particular group, and um, we were all kind of going back and forth like, hey, we're about to get out here, what do we charge? And... When we posed that question to our trainer, it was a response, kind of a pat response was, well, see what other people are charging in your market and charge accordingly. And I, I thought that mm-hmm. was really bad advice because then you're competing on price, and that's a big no-no. Right. So, you know, if you're competing on price, you're basically establishing yourself as a commodity, and there are all sorts of things that you can do instead. But mm-hmm. um, so I was, you know, kind of digging into this and was looking into it myself, you know, hey, what do I do to charge what I deserve? What do I do to establish, you know, my value as a coach and 
um, not just blend in with everybody else. And I started interviewing some people that I connected with. Um, started really through an event. I went to an event, a marketing event in Irvine. And I met some people, started masterminding with a couple folks, and this one friend of mine, this one mastermind partner, Lynn Jarrell, was connected so well with a lot of other entrepreneurs and some really successful people. And so she did some email introductions and actually put together an interview series on how to charge what you deserve. And so through that, I was kind of seeing a lot of the things that I had in mind and wanted to put together and share with other people as well. And also going back to my experience in sales with my previous business, with the paint, uh, automotive mm-hmm. painting business, because you know, you're talking about essentially a commodity service uh, and selling to used car salesmen. So it was a pretty tough, tough sale. And I was very successful at that for a long time, even though I don't consider myself um, definitely not a, a pushy or hardcore salesperson uh, by any means. I don't consider myself a good salesperson, really. Um, it's just really making connections and, and, um, it's really more about the, the connections and relationships than anything. Right. And so I put together the Charge of You Deserve system. I, I started getting a lot of people asking for you know more from me after I put that interview series together. So I created mm-hmm. an information product, and then the brand went from there. And so you know my business has expanded a bit. I get into a lot more of the marketing, online marketing, and you know how to sell information products, package your ideas, et cetera. But the pricing really, I think, is one of the most critical things. I think a lot of people just overlook it. They go out there and kind of wing it. <laughs> There's no real right. uh, rhyme or reason to it. And they tend to start super low with their prices, and that creates a lot of problems for the business, I think. Right. Well, and, and especially someone who is just starting out. I think they feel right. that they have to start low because they haven't, shall we say, earned the right to charge more. And so yeah. how does somebody get over that thought process? You know, I mean, that's a tough one, and I, there's all sorts of reasons that um, people will give for why they're not charging more. Um, or, and it's not, one thing I want to be clear, too, it's not charge as much as you can get away with. Um, right. That's not my philosophy. But if, if you're barely making ends meet and you're struggling to get clients and struggling to attract the right kinds of clients, um, lowering your prices isn't going to suddenly bring in more clients. In most cases, mm-hmm. what that does, it kind of puts out the, the panic. Um, so. Right. People pick up on that, and you start to become kind of desperate to try to get clients and reducing your price, and it just creates a mess, um, frankly. And so I, I think to get over it really is to sit down and, and look at the value that your work has to offer. So really sit down. It could be pen and paper. It could be working with someone that you have worked with in the past. And what is the cost of not working with you? So if let's take a health coach. For example, mm-hmm. um, this is a group that tends to, in my experience, really undervalue what they're selling, and there are certainly a lot of health coaches out there. But, again, if you're just trying to match other people's prices, now you're competing on price, and um, that, that's a real difficult spot. So, mm-hmm. But what's the value of, of not getting your health straight? What's the value of not um, you know, working on your diet, not exercising? I mean, five years from now, where is this person going to be? And mm-hmm. for a lot of people, it could be really a matter of life and death, literally. Right. Um, you know, or relationships, people that help other people with relationships. If you're helping, um, you know, parents establish a better relationship with their kids. Uh, if they continue going down the path they're going down now, where are they going to be in a few years if they don't do anything? So really ask yourself that question. What's the cost of not getting your work, of not having mm-hmm. someone like you come in and help somebody out? And then think about the price. And, you know, are you selling your stuff for 50 bucks, $100? I mean, I'd say in, most cases, depending on the market and the niche and the topic, you know, people could, could definitely be charging significantly more and getting more results, too. So it's this kind of uh, it's like a catch-22 a little bit. You, know, you, mm-hmm. you want to get in there, you want to charge more, but you feel that you can't charge more because you're just getting started. So, hey, I just got to go out there and get some clients. But what you're doing is you're attracting the wrong types of clients, people that are just throwing money at a problem and are not really mm-hmm. invested. And then you're not really getting great results because they're not really, really into it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like when I, we got started with the coaching is go out there and give all these free sessions and, and you'll just get clients. And it's just such, I just don't buy into that, that philosophy. Um, right. What you're doing is you're begging people to spend 30 minutes on the phone with you. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then what? You know, they don't even want to be there. So they, they certainly don't want to be uh, paying you moving forward, not in most cases. And there's always going to be examples where people can do that successfully, but um, I'd say nine out of ten don't don't do that right. at all. 
successfully. So, yeah, I mean, really the, the main thing is look at the value you have to offer and, and charge accordingly. And it, it has nothing to do with how much time you've been doing what you do at all. It's all about the result. There are people that have all kinds of, you know, letters behind their name, and they aren't necessarily um, great at delivering their service. But then there are people mm-hmm. that are just getting started that just have this great innate ability to do it, and they should be charging uh, accordingly. Right. Well, and and what you're saying is so true. It comes down to that value. And so you have to be able to mm-hmm. show people that value. Um, you know, if, if say, you know, one person charges 50 and you want to charge 100, then you have to show yeah. people why you can charge that difference and, you know, and not just because I deserve it or, you know, I'm, I'm better yeah. at it. You really have to show people those. And I think that is sometimes the sticking point for people because we, you know, in a lot of ways we were taught not to brag about ourselves. Um, you know, and, uh-huh. and especially, you know, I'm, I'm going to stereotype here, but especially women. You know, little boys were taught when they were little bitty to run around going, I'm number one, I'm number one, you know, and, and, and all those things. And girls were taught to go sit in the corner and play with Barbie. Um, you know, and, and, and we were really told not to brag about ourselves and that it was not ladylike and, um, you know, all those various things. So, do you have a formula that people or a methodology in your training programs? We don't want to give it all away, but you know that you know people can use to really determine that value that they're worth. Yeah, I mean, it, it, one of the issues here is that without talking to individuals or small groups or knowing exactly, okay, I'm talking to you know life coaches or mm-hmm. talking to uh, different types of executives because there are going to be different numbers for every right. uh, group of people. Um, typically, I think you can look at, you know, hey, look, who's charging at the top 10% of your market and what are mm-hmm. they doing? Like, how is okay. it that they're doing and what's their message and what are they saying? Because it's not about bragging. Um, I think one of the issues, too, that, that I, I agree 100% with people that I've worked with over the years, that probably 90% of my market and clients have been women entrepreneurs. And I think what you're battling also with women is, uh, there's a nature there, right? You're, mm-hmm. you are more nurturing. We want to help, right? Nurturing, right. Well, you're mm-hmm. you're just more nurturing, right? You know, mm-hmm. men don't give birth. Uh, men typically aren't going to be the ones that are going to stick around with the kids mm-hmm. if all hell breaks loose. You know, so <laughs> women want to help. That's just mm-hmm. it's na- it's nature, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but just understand that by giving yourself away for free, your stuff, your information, your services, mm-hmm. that's not actually benefiting anybody. Because usually right. people aren't going to get anything from that, right? Mm-hmm. If I sell you a book or I sell you, let's say I sell you a solution for a problem that you have, and I have two options, well, one's $1,000, one's 100 More people might buy the $100 option, but fewer people are going to actually use it. But if you invest uh-huh. $1,000, you're far more likely to, to go in and say, I'm going to do this. I'm serious mm-hmm. about it. That's an investment. It might even be uncomfortable. But now is time. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Right. So I think that's real important. But So specific steps for... You know, frankly, I, I kind of come at it from this point. If you want to set your prices, look at your business, and you know, you're not forcing anybody to work with you, right? You're not putting mm-hmm. a gun to anyone's head. And this is your business, and you can make it look any way you want to, within reason, right? Mm-hmm. So you can work the number of hours that you would like to, and you can charge what you want to, um, mm-hmm. obviously within reason. And sometimes, you know, there's some testing and there's some trial and error that's in place here. Um, but how many hours do you want to work with your clients? How many hours do you want to be working, delivering your services? How much do you want to make? And mm-hmm. just divide that number into your income goal. Uh, also understanding that you have to spend time marketing. You have to spend time on other parts of your business until you get people, other people to step in and help you with that. Um, one of the problems, too, when we get started kind of bootstrapping our business and doing all the stuff ourselves and keeping our prices low, you can't afford to hire an assistant. You can't afford some of the best tools and resources out there to help streamline your business, mm-hmm. whether it's you know, CRM, software, or whatever it is. So, you know, you really, once you get your price set, it opens up a lot of other opportunities for you to, uh-huh. to dig in deeper with clients mm-hmm. and for you to really deliver at a higher level. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, sit down, and, and I do tell people, I, I call it a value inventory. Sit down and with a piece of paper and a pen and write down all the things that you offer your clients. And it has nothing to do with time. So time is valuable, but value is not time. And by that, mm-hmm. I mean if you're working with a client and you're 
leading off with, um, you know, I charge X number of dollars for three calls a month, and each mm-hmm. call is 60 minutes. What you've done is you've just positioned yourself as a commodity. Your service is now a commodity because you're selling time. Ah. And that means you're not clear about the result that you deliver, more mm-hmm. than likely. Mm-hmm. All right. But if I tell somebody, um, I work with you over three months, and what I do is I'm going to help you establish confidence around your pricing. You're going to identify the value, and you'll be able to triple your current prices and get it and attract even more clients. That's something that's more concrete, and it's either a fit or it's not a fit. Mm-hmm. And then we get into the price later, and then after the price, then we talk about how it's delivered. Right. Because it shouldn't matter whether I'm on the phone with you for 60 minutes or 15 minutes, if I can still deliver that result. Mm-hmm. And too often we get in, get stuck in this trap of you know how many minutes do I have on the phone with you? Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, as a service provider, that is one of the things that I'm frequently asked: How long do you think this will take? Um, you know, and 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 I avoid telling them. You know, I, I do have. You know, I initially will say, you know, the first process is usually a couple of hours, but. You know, and, and then I go into to all the detail as to why it may or may, may not be two hours, why it might be a lot more. And a big part of that is it depends on what their commitment is. Um, and which, you know, I realized I probably, you know, went a little backwards on that with my thinking. So I'm rethinking this as we go. But, you know, it, it is one of those things where, you know, we, we want that business, especially as we're just starting out. Yeah. And, and, t- and, but and people understand that hey it's you know two calls 3 hours each or you know two calls 60 minutes each whatever because then they can schedule that and so yeah. that comes back to exactly what you were saying before it's the value you know if somebody sees the value in it they'll take however much time it takes whether that's 10 minutes or 10 hours and then they'll also you know if they really value it they'll pay what they need to to get that yeah, you know, and one thing, too, I think it, uh, one of the big concerns people have, well, a couple things that come up here. Number one is when people are getting started and they just want to bring in a client, mm-hmm. and so they're kind of desperate, and they'll lower their price to get that client. Um, I mean, that's in and of itself an issue. That, that's a concern. Mm-hmm. That's not how you should run your business. But um, and it happens, and one of the reasons that happens is because you don't have enough leads coming in, so right. the marketing is broken. Mm-hmm. Right? So you're, not getting, you're not having enough conversations. Because if you knew that, hey, I've got 10 conversations coming up, um, you'd be far less likely to lower your price instinctively, you know, like mm-hmm. that knee-jerk reaction, like, oh, man, i got to cut my price in half just so I can get a yes. Mm-hmm. Because if you know that you have people lined up, and have you pre-qualified them? So before right. I talk to anyone on the phone, they have to go through an application. Mm-hmm. And it's not from an arrogant stance. It's just, can I help you? I don't know if right. I can help mm-hmm. you. So mm-hmm. one thing is, this, let's assess this. Uh, you might be coming to me with really a, a problem or concern or, an objective that I just don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. handling. And so if we can identify that before we get on the phone, and mm-hmm. maybe I can direct you somewhere else, then let's just cut to that. Right. So I think that's real important. And so, you know, really just work with people that are, you know, eight and a half to a ten on a scale of mm-hmm. one to ten in terms of their commitment and their desire to to get this done, when mm-hmm. it comes to your, especially when it comes to your one-on-one time with people. Right. Um, that's one of the reasons I love selling products. Because you can sell a product at any price you want, and also mm-hmm. again, don't give it away. Um, but free marketing—you know, what is it you're doing for free? Do you have a blog? Right. Are you right. writing articles? Are you doing a mm-hmm. podcast? Are you doing interviews like this? Because there's a lot of value that you can be delivering there. Mm-hmm. So the other concern, especially from the nurturing place, is oh, I want to help everybody, so I need to lower my prices so that everybody can come in. Well, if you continue to lower your price until you satisfy everyone, you're going to give it away for free mm-hmm. because there are some people that won't pay anything. But your marketing is actually making a bigger impact than your coaching or your mm-hmm. consulting or whatever you're doing because it's reaching more people. Because it's a smaller percentage of people that will actually invest in you. Mm-hmm. That's just pretty much in any market out there. Well, and I love the concept of, you know, you have some things that people can get for free. And yeah. and I I don't like doing the reduced cost. So for me, it's either you pay the full price or here's some things that are free. Um, part of that is... 
the with the whole reduced cost thing, then you have to stick with that reduced cost. Um, you know, I'm I'm one of those people that if I go into a store and I pay say twenty dollars for something, and I go in the next day and it's fifteen, I am really annoyed. Um, yep. You know, and and that's where you can really be shooting yourself in the foot because your clients, in many cases, will talk to each other. And if one of them says, "Well, hey, you know, I talked to Tom and he only charged me seventy five an hour, and I just paid." 150, then I'm really annoyed. Um, you know, and, and so that's where I like having, you know, pretty much a set schedule or, you know, a set fee schedule. And then you do have those free services, but you get into trouble with discounts. I mean, you know, that just, that's really tricky subject. Then you only make a sale when you have a, or you're only making sales when you have a sale. Right. And that's tough too. So you're not Mm -hmm. making sales all the time. So you have that Mm -hmm. income roller coaster. Mm -hmm. Everything's great when you make a sale or have a sale because you reduce your price. And if people are just waiting on that next sale, mm-hmm. that's tough. Well, amazingly, we are already ready for our first break. And so when we come back, we're obviously going to talk more about this. But I am Deb Creer talking with Tom Buford about how to charge what you deserve. And this is a fascinating topic, and we could probably go on forever. But for right now, we're going to take a break and come back and talk about it in just a couple moments. Stimulating Talk Radio. MileHighRadio.com. You can lose 10, 20, 30 pounds or more with Maximum Slim's first ever rapid weight loss guarantee. Today, you get Maximum Slim, an advanced fat and carb blocker, absolutely risk free. The all natural ingredients in Maximum Slim are a powerful weight loss combination. The Maximum Slim formula turns your body into a fat burning furnace that supercharges your weight loss. Advanced fat and carb blocker stops the breakdown of sugar so your body doesn't store it as fat. Today, you'll get both of these products absolutely risk free with no obligation. Only pay shipping. There are no expensive meal plans or exhausting DVDs. Just take Maximum Slim twice a day. It's fast, simple, and now it's guaranteed. Look, you can start losing weight today or not. Go back to your high school days and wear your favorite jeans again. Guaranteed. Call now and get both weight loss formulas free. Call 800-375-7482. 800-375-7482. That's 800-375-7482. The Chelsea Hutchison Foundation is a Colorado nonprofit corporation formed by Julie and Doug Hutchison to help individuals, particularly children and young adults who have epilepsy. The main focus is to raise funds to provide grants for trained seizure response dogs that may be able to detect an oncoming seizure and provide warnings and or respond after the onset. The foundation also provides MFIT monitors for those in need. MFIT movement monitors are the latest technology for monitoring and individual who, during sleep, may experience seizures, which a caregiver or family member should be alerted to. The Chelsea Hutchison Foundation is named for Julie and Doug's beloved daughter, Chelsea, who died in her sleep during a seizure in April of 2009. The cause of her death is called SUDEP, or Sudden Unexplained Death in Epilepsy. During the six years that Chelsea had seizures, no one had ever told the Hutchisons that a seizure could take her life. As a result of that omission, the Chelsea Hutchison Foundation raises SUDEP awareness so other families are not blindsided in the same way that they were. For more information on the Chelsea Hutchison Foundation, please click on the banner ad right here on milehighradio.com. Great shows, great music, milehighradio.com. What are you listening to? We're back for more fun and inspiration with social media expert Deb Creer and her fabulous guest. And I do have a fabulous guest today. I am talking with Tom Buford, and we're talking all about how to charge what you deserve. So before we jump back in, Tom, tell people how they find your information online. Yeah, so, well, and thanks for saying you have a fabulous guest. So, um, 
the best way to find information about me is to go to TomBufordMarketing.com, TomBufordMarketing.com. And if you go to TomBufordMarketing.com forward slash Deb, D-E-B, then you will have access to a free report that I put together called the Five Deadly Mistakes Fee Setting and What to Do If You've Made Them. So um, really good, uh, quick in-and-out ebook on five of the big mistakes that I've seen people making with their pricing and what you can do right now to reverse that. So help you get on track to charge what you deserve with more confidence. Nice, nice. I am definitely going to make sure I download that because you know, as a as a business owner, small business owner, it is a challenge to try and figure out what I should be charging. And you know, you set one price because you think, "Oh, this is what I deserve." And then crickets. <laughs> you know? And so, you know, <laughs> yeah. clearly it's, you know, you didn't do your marketing right as you mentioned before. You know, maybe it is overpriced. Maybe you're not showing the right value. All of those things. So when you work with someone, I'm assuming you kind of go through all of these various steps with them to make sure that what they are trying to, to charge is appropriate? Yeah, definitely. And, and it usually is not the price when somebody has an issue, um, you know, whether it's a product or a service they're putting together and they're getting mm-hmm. people to say no. And even even though people might say, hey, I can't afford it, it's usually a couple things going on there. Number one, they don't have confidence that you can help them get that goal. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, they might not be confident that they can actually do this. So a lot of times we're working with people who have already invested in a lot of other solutions and they're still right where they were to start from, start mm-hmm. with. Okay. And so they're looking at this going, yeah, that's great. I mean, if I pay this money, am I just going to throw it out the window because I don't know that I'm going to get the result? Mm-hmm. So number it's really important to be clear about that result. So you're packaging a result, not your time. So what is it specifically that they want to achieve? And can, can you help them get there? Nope, and, I had music coming in. <laughs> hey, I love it. We'll just dance. I think we're okay. I can hey. hear you. Well, I was pretty excited before because we had Deep Purple and then the Eagles leading in. I know, so, I know. <laughs> love it. So, uh, yeah, so you have to be really clear on the value that you have to offer. So what's that value and then package that up? So what is the result that your clients are looking for and it's not the time? So if I go to someone's website, if I'm working with a client, one of the first things I'll do is look at their offer and where is it that they're communicating this offer? Are they selling from a sales page or are they just trying to get people on the phone um, from an About Me page or from their website? And, you know, a lot of coaching sites, they go into, here's what coaching is. And listen, nobody cares what coaching is. Nobody cares what acupuncture work is. They are in pain. Mm-hmm. They have some desire or some goal that they want your help with. And if you can communicate, I think the person that can communicate their client's problem better than anybody else mm-hmm. is the one that will get the most clients with right. less pushback on price. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you know that person's problem, that's why niching is so important. And I know a lot of people resist and you know your marketplace and you know the problem that they have and you can communicate that as clearly or better than they can, mm-hmm. then they automatically assume that you have a solution for them. Right. All right now you have well, to live up to your, your, your talk, though. So oh, I mean, definitely. You have to deliver value. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you mentioned one thing that to me is very important, and that's the, the where and the, the right niche. Um, I think uh-huh. so many people don't know exactly who their target market is, which, you know, that's that should be marketing 101 is to figure out who you're trying to reach, but then they're yeah. not in the right spot. You know, I grew up in a very small town in the mountains of Colorado, and, you know, if, if say, Saks Fifth Avenue had put a store in up there, it would have gone bankrupt. You know, it's, it wasn't the right market for it. Now, that's not to say people up there wouldn't buy things from Saks, but there wouldn't be enough people to buy things from there. Um, yeah. You know, and, and so I think that's where sometimes we get caught is we, <coughs> excuse me, like a specific networking group. You know, it makes us feel good. We like the people, all those various things. But are you getting business from it? Um, you know, and, and so really take a step back and, and look at where you are putting your information out there. And, and that's online also. Um, you know, I'll put in a little social media plug here because that's what I do. You know, don't be on Facebook if your clients aren't on Facebook. Um, you know, and, and, or, you know, all of those various things. Really look at where your audience is, you know, once you've figured out what your price point is. 
So now one of the things that, that you mentioned that I really want to go into um, is, and, and this was in the very first part of this conversation, was the, the right and the wrong customer. Um, why, why is that so very important and why does that tie into price? Um, if you're attracting all the wrong customers, there are people out there that will literally just throw money at a problem. And mm-hmm. that, those are the people that buy the low-end stuff. Right. Okay, let me back up here. Just because somebody invests in, uh, in a solution or service or a product that is low-priced, that does not mean that that's a low-tier client. That doesn't mean that that's a low-tier person. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they're not going to get results. But statistically, if you're looking at most of the people that are investing in that area, you're going to get a lot more people that are just saying, you know, I'm just going to spend 100 bucks on this and it's going to fix my problem. Mm-hmm. And they spend $100 and it's kind of throwaway money and they forget about it. I'm going to get to it next week. By next week, they're distracted and gone into something else. And I would expect that there are a lot of people listening. I've certainly done this where, you know, I have every, you know, the best intentions on going and digging into this program that I bought or showing up for a group program or showing up to an event. And it wasn't much of an investment. Mm-hmm. And I wind up getting caught up into something else. Mm-hmm. Right? I think from my perspective, that's a mistake. You know, I invested in it. I should have shown up and gotten 100% out of it. But, and that's, in my experience, that's very, very common. Mm-hmm. When you invest more, you show up. And right. you show up, like, ready to go. Mm-hmm. So when you're getting started and you're getting out there with real low prices and you're just blending in with everybody else, and your offer looks just like Susie's and mm-hmm. Sam's and everybody else, then, you know, you're competing on price. You're getting very uncomfortable talking about what you do and, and about the value you have to offer because you really haven't taken the time to, to do that and see how you stand apart from other people. Mm-hmm. And now you're attracting a lot of people that aren't necessarily getting a lot out of your work, so you're not getting people to the finish line. You're not getting testimonials. You're not getting referrals. You're not getting positive feedback. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, that's a really tough place to build your business because you really ultimately want to get people to that finish line. You want mm-hmm. to get people to show up to really invest their, their time and energy into what this problem is. And to, you know that makes you look good, but at the end of the day, it's helping your marketplace. So it's helping your clients. They're getting better mm-hmm. results. And pricing is one of those big things. It's a motivator for people. Um, it's a deterrent for a lot of people as well. Maybe they're not ready for it. Maybe it's not, uh, and it might not be in their budget. And mm-hmm. that's where you can create other solutions for people. You can have mm-hmm. your free work or you can have products or, you know, depending, of course, on your particular work. But there are other ways of doing it or maybe having associates that can help or other people that you can refer them to. So it's not just, right. you know, hey, let me just charge as much as I possibly can and then to heck with everybody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're in this business. Hopefully we're in doing what you're doing to, to serve others. But it's my job to help people see the value that you have to offer. And if I just lowering your price and trying to blend in with everybody else, it's actually not probably doing any good for your clients and certainly not doing any good for your business. Mm-hmm. I remember um, many years ago, I, I worked with a public relations and advertising firm out of uh, Longmont. And one of the principles of the firm, always he would never tell people his prices. You know, it was not on our website, it was not on brochures, it wasn't anywhere. And his concept was charge what the market will bear. And he said, the market varies. So if, say, we were working with a nonprofit, we charged a very different fee than if, say, we were working for doctors and lawyers. Because their expectations were, in a lot of ways, because they charged more, then they saw more value when they had to pay more. Um, and, and that actually was a, a pretty good philosophy that has has served yeah. me fairly well. And and it's funny because it really is an odd concept. And and obviously for some things you have to have a price, you know. And 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 it, you know it depends on what it is. Is it a book? Is it, you know, a product? A lot of times you do have to have a fixed price for. But you know I, I like that concept of charge what the market will bear. And I wanted to to get your thoughts on that. And that's, you know, in a lot of ways what we've been talking about. Yeah, I and there is that perceived value as well, like you said. So the doctors are expecting a higher price point, and actually the lower price might turn them off. Mm-hmm. With a nonprofit, are going to expect something different as well. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's a great approach and a great concept, and also doesn't get so they can also be more flexible with. It, it's not on their website; the price isn't there. You mm-hmm. can have uh, communication with somebody and even tailor an offer uh, oftentimes. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, one thing, you know, I, in the, one of the first interviews I did with my Charge Meets Deserve Expert interview series, I interviewed a guy by the name of Dave Lacani. And Dave Lacani is a consultant to nations, like literally goes around and talks to leaders of nations and helps them mm-hmm. um, with the power of persuasion. That was his thing. And he said he had a guy come into his office one time, and he, he said, you know, I'll give the guy credit because he had the wherewithal to come into the office and, and approach me for his services, and he was a financial consultant, and he was getting started. And his price was somewhere around the range of, I think it was, he said, like $45, $50 an hour. Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't care how good, when I heard the price, I knew I wouldn't hire him mm-hmm. because it was just too low. Because mm-hmm. where Dave was in his business and where he was with his investments and everything, he wasn't going to hand his money over to somebody that was charging 40 or $50 an hour. It wasn't right. high enough. Mm-hmm. And so it was, for him, a real disconnect with what he was looking for. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's real. And maybe somebody out, you know, you're getting your business started, and, and oftentimes you know, people are getting out there and getting going, and, you know, the money's not necessarily flowing right now. And so you're in this place of, well, hey, I wouldn't even pay what I'm charging, so how can I go out there and charge that, right? But it's not mm-hmm. your checkbook. It's not your wallet. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're so close to your stuff. In most cases, it's something you're helping somebody with that you don't have a problem with right now. Mm-hmm. Right, right now. Maybe six months ago, maybe a couple years ago, you were your ideal client. Mm-hmm. But right now, you're you're not. So you don't have the same motivations. You don't have the same frustrations and fears and uh, desires that your ideal client has. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important to get feedback from other people and kind of step away from what it is you're doing and really see the value that you're offering. And, and again, looking at the cost of not getting into action. So if somebody mm-hmm. doesn't do anything, where are they going to be in six months or a year from now? Right. You know, one of the things you mentioned that I really liked was look at what the top people charge. You know, you and especially as you're starting out, you can't charge that, but don't we all want to be that top person? So, you know, it's it's I like that concept of, you know, figuring out what they charge and and almost going from there, you know, comparing yourself to them as opposed to comparing yourself to the lower end, which is what we typically do, um, especially when we're starting out. It's like, oh, well, you know, I really want to be the queen of social media, but I'm not. So I'm going to, you know, and, and, and you have that concept of, you know, we, we can't do that. So why not shoot higher as opposed to shooting lower? Hmm? Yeah, can I challenge you on something there? Sure. If somebody's getting started, why can't they charge at the top? Because if no, you deliver true. a result, here's the thing. If, if you can't deliver a result, you shouldn't be charging anything. Mm-hmm. Like if you well, can't and- help somebody, and I think getting out, you know, now, and I understand, okay, if you're getting, going to look for a couple beta testers, look for a couple people to really dig in and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. get them the result and see how this process works and then get your price up. Right. Well, and it comes back to exactly what you've been saying. It is that value, you know, so maybe you are just starting out, but you have 30 years of experience and you have, you know, all of this knowledge and all of this expertise that corresponds with somebody who is at the top, um, you know, and, and so just starting out really shouldn't be that criteria that you're even thinking about. I've never once had a client ask me how long I've been doing what I'm doing. Right. And when I switched from, you know, when, or when I added, when I've added new offerings, when I got into, hey, I'm going to teach people how to create information products. Mm-hmm. We've been teaching this. I mean, I'd sold information products successfully, so I knew that I could help people do this. Mm-hmm. And another problem, a real, real sticking point for people, I think, is that people are, if you're working within your strengths, which hopefully mm-hmm. people are, um, you're not valuing your strength because it comes very easy to you. Mm-hmm. And that's a real struggle, that's a real challenge for a lot of people because they're like, man, this is so easy, everyone else should get it, or mm-hmm. you know, this comes naturally to me, I love doing this, I would do it for free. That's the thing that you should charge the most for. Right. That's, that's actually your sweet spot. That's what you're best mm-hmm. at. You're going to get better results for clients, you're going to really be in your zone. That's really where you should be charging the most and yet you'd probably feel like, God, it's out there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny that you mentioned because you are a business owner, right? You know, and, and it's funny that you mentioned you know that that what you love doing should be what you charge the most for. I actually had somebody one time when I gave them a proposal to speak. They came back and they said, "You charge?" And I said, "Well, yes, I charge. This is what I do for a living." And they said, "But you love what you do." And I said, 
and so I shouldn't make money at it. (laughs) And and it, it really was just a foreign concept to them that, you know, if, if I loved it and which I thought was more sad about them that, you know, they clearly didn't do what they loved and, you know, that was, but yeah, yeah, they, they really did say, well, you love it. So why do you charge? Well, I have to pay the bills. (laughs) Wow. Well, it's a sad testament to, because I think that's pretty common in our society is that Mm -hmm. people are just miserable at their jobs. Right. And boy, I sure wish I could find something I would, you know, love to do day in and day out. I wouldn't even have to charge for it. Well, you have mm-hmm. to charge, of course. Right. Right. You have to put food on the table. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's certain things, again, that you can give away for free, but your service, your one-on-one time, your expertise, um, at that level, you should be charging. And again, mm-hmm. it's not just, you know, charge as much as you can possibly get away with. It might be charge at the market conveyor, yeah. But, um, I think there's a distinction there. Mm-hmm. But, and I know people that, that kind of go that other route where it's, you know, I, I have a colleague who has a $50,000 mastermind. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the only offers. You can pay that or sit on the sidelines, essentially. Right. Um, I don't necessarily think that's the way to go. It's his prerogative. And mm-hmm. uh, he has people lined up getting into that program. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know people that are in that program paying that. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, there's all sorts of people out there you can charge. You know, there are people in the same market charging a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of it is positioning, getting yourself out there as the authority, and oftentimes just being yourself, being authentic. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, in, in so many ways, it does come back to you get what you paid for. You know, if you looked mm-hmm. for the cheaper route, then you're probably not going to get as much value out of it. And, and you know, I've had people tell me that, well, you know, so-and-so offers to do this for free or offered to do it for half price. And without being negative about, you know, whoever that person was, I say, well, you know, look at what they're going to provide and what the value is. And, you know, sometimes they come back to me and say, you're right, you know, or other times they really were just looking for the cheapest route and, you know, then sometimes eventually they come back to me because they figured out that wasn't the, the what they really wanted. Yeah. Great. That's right. Well, we're ready to take another break. Um, and when we come back, I really want to talk about, you know, how people can get over this hump and really feel confident about their pricing. Um, you know, and, and how can they let people know that they really are worth this? So I am Deb Creer talking with Tom Buford on Mile High Radio, and we will be back in just a moment. Nothing says, I love you, more than milehighradio.com. Are you disabled? Has your disability insurance company wrongfully denied paying your claim for benefits? Or maybe you didn't even know you had a long-term disability insurance policy through your employer. The smartest thing you can do right now is call the Disability Group for help. Don't try to take on the insurance companies alone. Listen to how one phone call to the Disability Group has helped people just like you. They were on my team. They were on my side. If anybody in my family needed, you know, help, I would refer them to the disability group. And you pay nothing unless you win your case and receive your benefits. The disability group will put you in touch with a nationally recognized and experienced team who will fight for your rights. Call the disability group right now for a free, no-obligation consultation. Remember, the call is free and could help you secure thousands of dollars a month in benefits. Dial 800-518-8753. That's 800-518-8753. Call 800-518-8753. Call now. Hurt or injured in a car accident? It can be hard to take the proper legal action after a car accident, but waiting can cost you more. The law requires car accident victims to assert claims promptly. You could lose out by simply waiting. Call 800-467-4551 right now to see what your claim could be worth when handled by a skilled attorney. With a lawyer fighting and speaking up for you, you could be entitled to a big cash award. Call 800-467-4551. That's 800-467-4551. Now it's fast and easy to connect with the legal help you need after your car accident. Call 800-467-4551. The call is free, but you need to act now before time runs out on your claim. You need a 
lawyer to fight for you, protect you, and get you the compensation you need and deserve. Time's wasting. Call 800-467-4551. That's 800-467-4551. Call now. Yep, here's your problem. You haven't been listening to MileHighRadio.com. And now, we're back for more fun and inspiration with social media expert Deb Creer and her fabulous guest. And thank you for being my friend. I always love all of this music. And if you're not my friend, why the heck not? And by that, I mean my friend on social media as well as in the real world. You can always connect with me and find all my ways to connect at debcreer.com. But right now, we're having a great time not talking about social media, which I know people probably think I'm having, you know, conniption fit over here. But this is so cool because I think it is something that every entrepreneur and every business owner, no matter how long they've been in business, really needs to think about. And that is, are they charging what they deserve? So welcome back, Tom Buford. Well, thank you. Glad to be back. Great. Well, you know, let's talk about now kind of this confidence thing. You know, how many times have we talked with somebody who has their price, you know, and, and doesn't matter what it is. Say they're a, a coach and they're going to talk us, you know, they're, they're going to be working with us. And so they're giving the proposal and it's, well, here's my fee. Here's what I'm going to try. And, and it's more that they're doing the kind of Charlie Brown thing. How do we how do we become Lucy as opposed to Charlie Brown? How do we get over that golly gee and and really charge what we deserve and do it with confidence? You know, I have a clients and and um, but it boils down to number one is practice. So get used to saying mm-hmm. your prices and you say it. You, you, it the inflection in your voice is very important, so you're never inflecting down. So it's not, oh, I charge this, or, or I charge this. So it's not mm-hmm. also it's not a question. This is more stable. Like this mm-hmm. is what I charge. And I heard somebody explain this one time. Said it's like, hand me the salt, hand me the pepper. This is what I charge. Right. Just very matter of fact. Mm-hmm. So well, one of the things I actually had a uh, client, and I didn't come up with this, but I thought this was brilliant. She partnered up with a friend, and she had a higher level. Uh, offer that she was positioning, mm-hmm. and she just started calling up her friend every day and saying, hey, you know, Liz, uh, this is Lisa, and she just went through her, her spiel, just mm-hmm. real quick, getting to the price. And she said, actually, after doing that for about four days, mm-hmm. it was literally, you know, 30 seconds in and out, okay. and just doing it and feeling comfortable with that, that the next time she talked to a client, she got a yes, ah. and did it all because of that, I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. There are a lot of other things I'm sure that are involved, but that can be one thing that can really derail you. Because if you're not expressing your price confidently, people are definitely mm-hmm. going to pick up on that. Right. And there, there's well, that, well, gee, if you're not confident about it, then why should I be confident? Right, right. So, right. And and actually, you should have had a lot bigger discussion before you even got to price. So that by the time you, because you yeah, should yeah. have proven the value. And so by the time you say, you know, and this is what I charge, they're ready to sign on that dotted line. Um, you know, it should never be the first thing that comes out of your mouth. So now, one of the things that that I hear a lot of people uh, that happens with a lot of people, and you know, we're, this is just kind of the society that we're in, is we want to dicker and we want to haggle, and you know, we all have coupons and and all of those things. So, how do you handle? You know, how do you tell people who, you know, they do the okay? Well, your price is a hundred dollars, but what? Is your your best price? What you know, or or what can you only give me for seventy five? You know, how do you deal with those people? Yeah, I mean, you tell them first off. I just gave you my best price. If you want to talk about another price level, mm-hmm. what part of this offer do you want to take out? So, what do you want right. to remove? And you can ask mm-hmm. them. So, I, what I've told you. So, at this point, you've talked about the deliverables. Mm-hmm. So, how your service works, how you deliver your service, the time spent, and because I'm all. Obviously, you know, I don't tell people, well, you're never going to talk about the amount of time you're going to spend with people. You have to talk mm-hmm. about your deliverables. Right. But 
So if you had it listed out on a piece of paper or if they're looking at something or you just went through them uh, through a conversation with them and you've gone over how you're going to deliver your service, the amount of time you're going to work with them, uh, any mm-hmm. other, you know, are you recording calls if you're doing coaching calls like that? Mm-hmm. Are you recording or offering assessments? What is it you're doing for that client? And just ask mm-hmm. them, you know, which of, look at your list and which of those items are you, uh, do you want to go ahead and remove? Right. So you can use something like that and then say, well, no, I don't want to remove anything. Okay, then the price is this. Mm-hmm. And you just have to be very matter of fact because if one person pays you that price, then it's not fair to that person to lower it for the next right. person no, they and, complain. And, and think the of first it like, line of a pain-in-the-butt client is the one that's mm-hmm. dickering. Right, right. They want to dicker with you, and, and if they're dickering on that, then they're going to dicker on other things. And you know, to me, I also think it is... Yeah, you know, and and I apologize if I'm stepping on you as you speak. I'm not, I'm having a little trouble hearing you on my end. I know it, the sound is good. I'm just having trouble hearing you on my side. Um, you know, it's it's okay. like the grocery store. You know, you're going through the checkout line, and you know you get up there, and you've only got a hundred dollars, and you bought one hundred twenty-five dollars worth of stuff. Well, twenty-five dollars has got to go back. The store is not going to say, "Oh, okay, yeah. we'll give you that today." Um, you know, but people expect that. They really That's do great. think, "Oh, I can dicker with you." Yeah, well, I think the reason they expect that is because some somewhere along the line you've given that that impression, and I, right. I, I I don't do that with clients. I mean, period. There is no mm-hmm. dickering. I'm not going to negotiate. Mm-hmm. You know the price, and uh, I think my prices are more than fair. Um, I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not at the low end, um, but I'm I'm not at the highest end either when I'm delivering mm-hmm. my services. So uh, it's I. Feel I charge what I deserve, and I charge a price that I'm happy with, and right. I know that I can deliver great value that's commensurate with that. And mm-hmm. I don't dicker on the price. If it's not a fit, it's not a fit. Mm-hmm. But also, a lot of this comes in the pre-qualification. Is this person really ready to go? Are they invested? Right. Is this the right market? Mm-hmm. Are you positioning yourself in front of people who are willing and ready to invest in their themselves, their business, their relationships, whatever it is mm-hmm. you're helping people with? And you'll get better and better at that as you move forward. I've had a lot of conversations with people that I knew before I got on the phone. Right. Probably not someone that really wants to work with me. Mm-hmm. And I've just learned to have fewer of those conversations because mm-hmm. it's not fair on either one of us. Right. Well, and some of that pre-qualification comes from their side also. You know, if they've looked at, say, my website or your website or your marketing materials and all of those things, they should have a fairly good idea of what the cost will be. Um, you know, and, and so if you've got high-end marketing materials and you, know, you explain on your website the value that you're going to give, you know, all of those things, then they're not going to come in and, and want the, the cheapest possible thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I've, I've had situations, too, where I um, have put prices out there and sent it to this little, like, mm-hmm. group of people and talk about this in more detail. Let's go. Right. And so every person that I talk to at that point is, it's a yes. I mean, there's never, I've never, I don't think I've ever had anyone say no. Uh, so the conversation that we have, I just send them to a schedule because that's going out to a group of people. Maybe they've gone through one of my courses, and I know that these people are very interested in what this next step is, and mm-hmm. it's just going to make sense for them. And it's quite a step up from the previous investment, but it's they know up front, here's what it's going to cost, but here, but I'm very clear before I show the price kind of like in the PS, by the way. Right. Um, mm-hmm. That's what we're going to talk about. Before that, I've gotten into the details of what they're, what are the deliverable, what's the value that they're mm-hmm. getting. Right. So that's very helpful. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, it's it's kind of like the 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 Ford versus the Jaguar. You know, you know that you're paying more for the Jag than you would be for the Ford, um, and then you make that decision before you ever even start that process. You know, you're you know that you might be able to get a little wiggle room, but it's not really going to to happens. So, you know, that, that expectation is set from the very beginning about what you can, you know, what the, the experience is going to be. Yeah. You know, another thing, too, that people can do, is it's, uh, I've got a colleague that does this, too, and it, I think it's great, is, you know, what's your happy price? So what's the price that if you got this price from your clients, you're, it just puts a huge smile on your face. You feel good mm-hmm. about it. You feel uh, that you're delivering great value. But what's that price? And Ah. 
kind of determining, you know, hey, at this level, I'd like to work with three people a month, and, you know, my offer is five grand, or what, whatever it is. I mean, it, mm-hmm. obviously, this, there can be a huge um, gap here, depending on your market and your offers and what you're doing. But, so, what could you then deliver? And it's not more of your time, but are there other things that you could do? You know, mm-hmm. I have some of my uh, colleagues, what they'll do, they work with people with their marketing, and they'll include, uh, you know, five hours with their virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. So now they don't have to go hunt for a virtual assistant. They'll do so they can do some of this kind of done for you. That's not any extra work on their part, right? And they're not putting very much into that. But because of their price, mm-hmm. they're able to create these types of offers. So what would also be kind of that dream offer? You know, do you want to get people to fly into your city and have a weekend retreat? Mm-hmm. So again, it depends. You know, the coaching market, whatever it is you're doing, but. What is it that you would love to add to your offering? Right. And sometimes the price really have to go up. And if you did something like that for 400 bucks, it wouldn't even make sense. You'd probably have a hard time selling it. In fact, it's an interesting story. I've got a friend of mine. Um, he is a singer-songwriter, and he, he helps people with uh, you know, getting their music out there. Mm-hmm. And so he's very creative about how you get your music out there. So it's not just getting out there and being... You know, selling a bunch of CDs and being a rock star. He actually does keynote concerts. So he's a huh? really good storyteller, writes songs around stories, and he goes in and he talks to audiences about you know these stories and sits down and he gets paid about five grand a pop. So mm-hmm. he also does custom songs for people. And mm-hmm. so he was telling me the other day, he said, you know, when I was first trying to sell my songs, my custom songs, I was trying to sell them for about a hundred bucks. And I wasn't mm-hmm. making any sales. Nobody he was buying them. Mm-hmm. He said, well, if no one's buying them, I might as well raise my price. And he got it up to 5000 And he now consistently sells his songs for 5000 Mm-hmm. That he was trying to sell for 100 and wasn't making sales. Right. And he's, and I know people that are buying his songs, they're using it in their marketing, they're using it for, you know, getting a song for a loved one, for a special occasion. And what he's also able to do, he can bring them into the studio. And if they want to appear on the song, if they want to you know, play a tambourine or sing mm-hmm. with them on the song, they can do that. But because his price points up, he's actually able to include that. Now, he still has to go into the studio and record it uh, if he's charging 100 but he can't have them come in and be part of that process mm-hmm. because it's a completely right. different offering. Mm-hmm. But the 5000 he's able to offer something that's right. really special. And that's the price point he's able to sell consistently. And it makes more sense with what he's delivering as well. Mm-hmm. And the price matches well, the offer better. And it, and it is that perceived value that, you know, at $100, people went, Ugh, he's probably not going to put a lot of effort into it. You know, he's, he's going to use something he uses for everybody else and just change the names and yada, yada, yada. But when you're paying $5,000, you are expecting a fabulous product and that it's unique and no other song he's yeah. done sounds like it. And, and, you know, and, and, you know, there's always going to be the people who want to pay a hundred. Um, you know, there's a reason why the, the website Fiverr does so well, you know, because there are some, th- and, and it's funny because my intros that I use for my program were created by Fiverr. And, and I think that they really came out very, very well. But if I'd wanted personalized, you know, and, and things like that, then yes, you know, I would have had to have paid more. So charging, you know, charging more, yeah. Well, for Fiverr, they're, you know, these are contractors that are putting them. No, go ahead. Mm. No, go ahead. Yeah, with Fiverr, that's uh, one of the reasons people put their work out there is for the extra gigs. So mm-hmm. it's not, you know, they're not making their money on the five dollar gigs. It's usually the the upsells, and that mm-hmm. is. You know, like you said, the customization. Um, but for an intro, if somebody can knock an intro out in you know sixty seconds, because it's basically you know pre-written and canned and uh, right. everything set up kind of an assembly line, uh, and then that leads to higher end offers. So you know, again, it, it depends on your marketing mix and how you want to position yourself and, and put your work out there. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and and there's certainly people who you know have two different. Offering places, um, you know, there are the people who offer what they do on Fiverr, and they're doing, you know, just the the quick turnaround things. And then they probably also have their own websites and their own product services, where what they offer there costs a lot more. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Great. So, Tom, we've only got about a minute left. So, if you could 
you know, tell somebody just in a minute what, you know, why they really need to think about their best possible price, what would you tell that person? So instead of a 30-second elevator speech, you've got a minute. Well, I think if you're just getting out there and just trying to lowball your prices, you're not looking at the value that you have to offer. So I think the, the, one of the most critical reasons to really look at your pricing is it forces you to look at the value that you offer. Okay. So I would tell people to sit down. It's kind of an actionable step here. Sit down with a sheet of paper and think of an ideal client and something that you're going to help them achieve. What is their big fear and frustration? Mm-hmm. Make a list there. So their top fears and frustrations. On the right side, what are their big uh, wants and aspirations? And if you can help them go from the left over to the right, from their fears and frustrations over to the wants and aspirations, um, what you want to do is just explain to them, you know, I have a proprietary five-step system to help you go from left side to right side. And if it's the right fit and you see the value of what you're offering and just really look at the hey, if mm-hmm. they don't go through this process, they're stuck here on the left, that's, that's really bad. That's a bad place. And you have the ability to help them move from that place where they're frustrated and overwhelmed over here to where they have you know, a better life relationship, business, whatever that is. And I Great. know people have the value to offer and it's just start focusing on the value and the results that you have to offer. Perfect. Well, Tom, this has been fabulous, and, and I think we definitely have to have you on again as like a New Year's resolution type of program. Um, so one last time, though, tell people how they find you online. Yeah, so I would say go to TomBufordMarketing.com, and you can go to TomBufordMarketing.com forward slash Deb, B-E-B, and you can download a uh, free report called The Five Deadly Mistakes to Fee Setting and What to Do If You've Made Them, which I think will have a huge impact. on sound good that sounds perfect and again thank you so much and to everyone who has been listening today have a fabulous day and I look forward to talking with you again next week great thanks Deb thanks for having me and thanks everybody bye bye thank you for being a friend This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.